0: Coming up on Locked On Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw was masterful, took a no hitter into the sixth inning, left after six innings, allowing just the one hit, facing the minimum. Dodgers shut out the Rockies, but Kershaw said some things after the game that were a little bit concerning about uh, his potential health. So we're going to get into the the game, what this could mean for Kershaw physically, and then we will talk about Max Muncy coming back and the Dodgers' decision to option Michael Bush instead of one of the other people. That's what's on tap. So let's get Locked On Dodgers. <laughs> You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. Then you can be an everydayer just like we are. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. That guy next to me is Vince Samperio. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans, just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. This episode is brought to you by Game, Ta- game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And Vince, uh, great game for the Dodgers. They shut out the Rockies 5 to nothing. Got early offense. The offense kind of shut it down after that. But, you know, you get five runs with Clayton Kershaw on the mound these days. uh, I guess for Kershaw's whole career, that's kind of the definition of him is five runs is going to get the job done. You know, 178 out of 179 times or whatever it is. So uh, uh, Dodgers shut out the Rockies. It's what their third shutout in their last six games. Uh, Bullpen was great again. Everything about this game was really, really good, except for, you know, the little nagging concerns that we're going to talk about in the second segment. About Kershaw's health but first let's talk about the positives Clayton Kershaw looked awesome tonight
1: yeah he looked great and I mean not coming last time he pitched well was coming off a few losses this one was just the one loss on Sunday coming off of but you know Kershaw continues to be that stopper in the Dodgers rotation and continue to be that guy and at a place where he hasn't fared well career wise and you know I know the Rockies aren't necessarily a good team this year but they've been not necessarily a good team for most of Kershaw's career, and he still has had trouble there before. So it was nice to see him get going there, and you know, take it, give, uh, you know, give somebody t- the ability to think like, oh man, could Kershaw throw a hit, no hitter? Even though once you got into the sixth inning, pitch count wise, he wasn't going to get there anyways. Uh, but you know, you have, like to have that hope, and for the Dodgers, you know, JD Martinez. Puts up two home runs, gets into the three hundred home run club. The Dodgers score some other runs, some other ways. James Altman contributes. Like get to see other people contributing. JD get back into it, and you know, for the most part, get out of one game in Colorado, kind of healthy. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that part in the, the second part. Um, and anytime you do that, you you you'll take that with you know, you'll you'll take the game going through without any big issues. And then you'll take the next one with the win.
0: Yeah, and uh, for me, Kershaw was kind of the pre stopper. You know, it wasn't shutting down a losing streak, but it was preventing a losing streak. Because you know, if we come into this series, and, and if you, a visitor from the future, came and said, "Hey, just so you know, the Dodgers went two out of three in this series," I think we'd look at Kyle Freeland against a bullpen game as the game the Rockies had the best chance of winning, which is what's happening uh, on Wednesday. And so, you know, Dodgers losing on Sunday. Kershaw getting this win means even if they do lose game two of this series, it's not a three game losing streak, you know? So it's that pre-stopper thing, which is, you know, maybe it just underscores why uh, every start's important. And uh, because every time you win, you're not starting a losing streak or extending a losing streak. So uh, maybe that's all that matters. Pitch count wise, I actually think Kershaw, you know, The main reason he wasn't going to throw no hitters because it's Coors Field and it's you know nearly impossible to throw a no hitter at Coors Field. Only one person has ever done it. And uh, that was, what, 27 years ago. So uh, it wasn't going to happen. But 79 pitches through six innings. It's not crazy to think Kershaw could have got it done in 115 pitches. And I think Roberts would have let Kershaw throw 115 pitches if Kershaw was feeling up to it and and the pitch count, you know, uh, if the no-hitter was still intact. Kershaw did smile and tell reporters that he would not have come out of the game if the no-hitter was still intact. Uh, They asked if he was relieved uh, that he gave up the hit because he wasn't feeling great, and he didn't admit to being relieved, but he kind of smiled and said, I I definitely would have stayed in the game if the no-hitter was going, which uh, you know we'll probably touch on that comment a little more in the second segment too uh, when we talk about Kershaw's health. Uh, but this game, I, I guess other things besides Kershaw, J.D. Martinez at two home runs, his 299th and 300th of his career, which was awesome. Coming into this year, only four players in history had hit their 300th career home run in a Dodger uniform. And now two more guys have done it this year. Uh, do you know, have you seen that on Twitter, Vince? Or do you know who the, any guesses on who the other four were who did it and hit their 300th career home run as a Dodger? Two of them, probably all 300 of their First 300 came as Dodgers, and the other two were not all as Dodgers.
1: Eric Harris didn't get to 300, right? So, no. Nope. Not him. Um, yeah. Without having this question beforehand, now it would take too long. One,
0: to of, one of them has the same last name as your podcast co-host. Oh, Duke. Yep. And, and the other longtime Dodger was a teammate of his who was just elected to the Hall of Fame last year. Gil Hodges. Oh, yeah. 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 And then the other two are Gary Sheffield and Adrian Gonzalez. So, But uh, Freddie Freeman and J.D. Martinez have added themselves to the list this year, which is exciting. Uh, Ryan Brazier pitched another good inning. I, I wonder if we're going to have to have a conversation about Ryan Brazier at some point. I was thinking, like, I don't remember the first time we ever talked about Evan Phillips on this podcast. Uh, I I'd love to go back and find out. I do remember the first time we ever talked about Chris Taylor. Uh, that's kind of a running joke between us. That was our, our old podcast before we started doing it every day, back on the Scully Avenue podcast. And we talked about that. Chris Taylor for, for uh, what's his name? Zach Lee. Exactly. Yeah, I knew you'd know. Uh, <laughs> we talked about that trade as basically meaningless and doesn't isn't ever going to amount to anything. And, uh, you know, maybe we were wrong about that. Uh, but, yeah, I don't remember when we first mentioned Evan Phillips. And this might be the first time we've mentioned Ryan Brazier. But uh, I wonder if he is going to. Turn into kind of an Evan Phillips type. If he, he, you know, he's a different kind of pitcher than Phillips. If for no other reason than he's 35 years old, uh, he's much more experienced in the big leagues than Phillips was. But you know, if they find something in, in Brazier, at least now we can say that we mentioned him fairly early in his Dodgers tenure. He's only thrown four and a, four and a third innings so far, uh, but he's got like a 2.08 ERA or something like that so far, just the one run allowed. Uh, Bruzar Gratterall didn't look great, but got a double play when he needed it. Uh, Phil Bickford, you know, was basically Phil Bickford. He He's a, a true two-outcomes pitcher. He's going to strike you out or he's going to walk you. And uh, he faced five batters, and he struck out two of them and walked three of them. And unfortunately, that meant that Evan Phillips had to come in and get the last out. And uh, the cameraman decided to pull a Charlie Steiner and make us think that uh, it was a 5-4 to four game because by that camera angle, it looked like that ball was going halfway up the bleachers.
1: Yeah, I mean, off the bat, it was like uh... – you know, all I was thinking was, well, at least it's 5-4 now. And, you know, they're not losing that tide. But, you know, it ended up working out for him. If Evan Phillips gets another save on his belt, which, you know, does, probably doesn't matter to him too much. Maybe if you have him in, like, fantasy or something, that mattered. But, yeah, Bickford, Phil Bickford just, when he cuts his hair, he looks like when you take a dog to the groomer just because it looks, like, kind of funny. Uh, that's kind of how his hair looks. So that threw me off. But yeah, I mean, he's the guy that should be pitching when it's 5-0 in the ninth inning and you're trying to save your bullpen. Unfortunately, this time it didn't work out and the Dodgers had to bring in Phillips. But especially, like, the day before a bullpen game, kind of sucks. And, like, you know, and although Phillips didn't throw a lot of pitches, still he had to warm up. He had to go out there. They're playing in Colorado, you know, the elevation, everything else. So it factors in. But, you know, they got the win, which mattered. So now you just got to win one of the next two to win the series.
0: Yeah, we can hope for a lot of offense uh, from – you know, a lot of runs from the offense so that Michael Grove can just throw five or six innings of this quote unquote bullpen game. And, uh, you know, let the, the lower leverage guys finish the game, but yeah, it's uh it's not ideal to have to use Phillips there, but other than that, like it's a, I man overall the Dodgers pitchers faced four over the minimum, you know, uh, three of the five pitchers faced the minimum, you know, uh, Darb faced one over the minimum and And uh, Bickford faced three over the minimum, but uh, that was it. You know, only four guys on the Rockies even got to bat four times. So we'll take that. Uh, We're going to come back in a minute. We're going to talk about Kershaw's health, his comments after the game, about why he came out of the game and all that. So thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. And please keep it Locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Game Time look, do you like stuff? Do you like going to games or concerts or comedy shows or whatever? If you do, it shouldn't be stressful. Getting tickets to these things shouldn't be stressful. And unfortunately, you probably know it often is. It's like, oh, am I getting, there's so many different places to buy them. Am I going to get the best price? What, what are all these fees? Oh, it's, and you know, you, you get mad at the human species for being such slime balls for marking up their tickets so much, all that stuff. Well, It shouldn't have to be that stressful. It shouldn't be hard to find the best price on your tickets. And that's why game time exists because they have killer deals on last minute tickets and a best price guarantee. So you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. So forget planning months in advance. Like I said, game time has deals on events, tickets right up to the day of the event you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for you know games, comedy, theater, more concerts, whatever. And you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LockedonMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. We are back. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. We especially want to thank our everydayers. Those of you who are watching or listening every weekday morning. We love that you're here with us. We love doing this show. If you're not an everydayer, super easy club to join. Just watch or listen every day. Uh, And uh, you can also, if you want to check out the Dodgers On the radio, if you can't watch the game on TV, you can always check them out on SiriusXM or the SXM app. Just launch the SXM app and search for Dodgers. You can also listen to this podcast on the SXM app. Just search for Locked On Dodgers. With that said, uh, let's talk about Clayton Kershaw. I I usually love talking about Clayton Kershaw. As every dayers know, he is my favorite player of all time. And uh, this time it's a little bit, it's not sad yet. And maybe it won't be sad, but it's worrisome. Uh, Kershaw did come out of the game after 79 pitches, six innings. He was seen on the camera as he's walking off the mound saying I'm done. Uh, and you know, didn't put up a fight. Obviously uh, when Dave Roberts pulled him, Dave Roberts said after the game that he was going to pull Kershaw after the sixth. Anyway, I'm fairly confident that Roberts was kind of providing cover for Kershaw. I I don't doubt that Roberts would have had a conversation with him. Uh, but if, if, I, I think that conversation would have been, Hey, how you doing? And if Kershaw said, I feel great. I want to go another inning. I don't think there's any reason Roberts would have pulled him um, that he is going to have an extra day of rest before his next start, because Julio is coming back and they have the bullpen day. So, so Kershaw won't be pitching until uh, I guess they probably have Monday. Do they play on Monday? I think they do play on Monday. Uh, so yeah, he'll pitch on Monday. Uh, so, you know, Plenty of reasons why Kershaw could have gone more than 79 pitches and probably would have if not for the fact that he said he was done. And after the game, uh, he said, I just didn't feel great overall. That last inning kind of got to me. I just need to come out of there. It, I, I just need to come out there. It's just something where I was trying to do the right thing. I think I did. And uh, and then he further said he didn't want to go into specifics. He said he would give the media an update tomorrow after he's had a night to sleep on it and see how he feels. Waking up tomorrow. So Vince, we have no idea if this is back related, if it's arm related, if it's elevation related, just fatigue related. We we have no idea at this point. And like I said to you before we hit record, what's the point of having a podcast if not to speculate about Clayton Kershaw's health, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. That's really all we can do. And yeah, when initially when we saw the you know, I'm done part, I just thought it was like, you know, Colorado. It was hot. I know it was like 80 something by game time, but it was hot the entire day in Colorado. So heat plus elevation, just not an ideal situation coming off a plane ride. So I was hoping it was that. And then as the comments started coming out, you thought it, okay, it could still be that. And then when he's, you know, kind of say didn't want to talk about our wait till tomorrow. It's so like, or, you know, I don't think I'm gonna miss a start, you know, whatever the, the exact phrasing was, it was just like, okay, maybe it's something different because if it was just elevation or, you know, fatigue because of everything else, then you'd just be like, oh, yeah, you know, he wouldn't even be concerned about his next start. But the fact that it wasn't, yeah, we don't know if it's arm or back or whatever, you know, related. Uh, you know, Roberts did say also that they've been you know, kind of riding Kershaw the last few times out. So that was maybe why if he if he was being truthful about taking him out after six, that's why he said, if you look at his last three starts, I think we pushed him a lot. So tonight, whatever it was, I think there was some fatigue that fit in. And, yeah, I mean, Kershaw is a little bit older. Kershaw has had – you know, uh, some kind of issue the last few years where he's missed a few starts, and the Dodgers have needed him this year, and, it you know, they've been able to enjoy everything that he's been doing, but we, and and even I kind of thought that it was going to get to a point at some time where you just thought he might need some time off. Hopefully that's not it right now because they do kind of still need him right now, but, yeah, well, we'll, we don't know, and uh, at the very least, if it is something it's when Julio's coming back. So the Dodgers won't have to like move too much around in order to accommodate if if it becomes a bigger issue.
0: Yeah. I, I'm still hopeful that it is just related to the elevation and the heat. Uh, I, I've lived at elevation for whatever it is, 28 years now. Um, you know, I I'm just probably 500 feet lower than Denver here where I live. And uh, you know, it, I, I went to college here in Utah. And so I went to a lot of college football games. So I'm, I've seen a lot of guys who came up from, you know, San Diego, because uh, back back then BYU was in the same conference as San Diego State and UNLV and, and a bunch of lower places. And they come up and they cramp up, you know, because elevation plus heat uh, often leads to cramping. And so and, and I can see if you're a guy with the history of back problems, I could see some cramping that could make you a little bit nervous, um, you know, not not bad enough that you're all over the bat but just your body's just not feeling right you know and, and the two things that kind of have me feeling optimistic uh one of them is that that uh Kershaw said I I something where I was trying to do the right thing I think I did you know the fact that he thinks he did the right thing means I what the way I interpret that anyway and maybe it's wishful thinking is I got out in front of this you know as soon as I felt something I I, I pulled myself out. Um, which is what you'd hope for, you know, so so hopefully by, by doing the right thing, as he said, that means coming out and not turning into a bigger issue. The other thing that gives me hope is when he did tell the media that if the no-hitter was still intact, he would have stayed in the game. You know, that that's not somebody who whose back is killing him, says, you know. Um Kershaw's been pulled during a no-hitter before. It's not like I, – I don't think Kershaw at this point would risk his long-term health for a personal accomplishment like that. So the fact that he he did say he would have come back out if the no-hitter was intact, hopefully that means it's not anything too serious. And it really was, you know, 90 degrees at a mile high. Like, it's really easy to feel like crap in those conditions. And I hope that's all it was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so if he does, you mentioned Julio is coming back. So, you know, whether it's Michael Grove slotting back fully into – because this game today is – a bullpen game, but it's also Michael Grove's bulk day, you know, last, last week when they were going to use Michael Grove in bulk, they didn't use him at all. And then he went, what, two innings the next day. And, uh, and Robert said, he would be ready to to go bulk innings on Wednesday. And so, you know, Grove could throw five innings today. Uh, and so if Kershaw does miss a start, it's easy to just slot him in. Uh, you know, you've got Grove and then you got the all-star break coming up. For me, I guess the big concern would be, kershaw's going to the all-star game the the only question is whether he's going to start and he's making a pretty darn good case to start zach gallon got lit up a little bit by the rays tonight i think the d-backs ended up winning anyway but gallon's era is up over three or right around three now uh marcus stroman got knocked around a little bit he he still has a little bit lower era than kershaw but uh, i think it's stroman and that that bryce elder dude on the braves are the only guys with uh with lower ERAs than Kershaw, Kershaw leads, I guess gallon probably got the win. So he probably tied Kershaw at 10 wins for the, the league lead. Kershaw is making a good case to start the all-star game. And I I don't want him to need a break, you know, but I I do think that Kershaw would decline and, and say, you know, I I need this break. I need to not throw for, for a week and use the all-star break as that opportunity to do so. Um, But you know, I definitely don't think it's anything too serious, but it, you know, because of the timing of the all-star break, Kershaw could, you know, get a little bit extra break if he did. When, when's the all-star break? Is, I, July he have,
1: 10th, 11th.
0: Okay, so he probably would have, so if he pitches Monday, Tuesday and Thursday. more
1: starts.
0: Yeah, uh, so he might, because I think he'd be scheduled to pitch either the Saturday or Sunday right before the all-star break. Uh, so I wonder if he's going to, decline the all-star game anyway if he's pitching that that late but you know i I guess it wouldn't be the end of the world if he did need to miss these two starts and tack it on to the all-star break and get three full weeks off kind of or at least two and a half weeks off uh as just missing two starts yeah wouldn't be ideal
1: the sunday before the all-star break so oh okay
0: oh so all right so but he probably so he might not because if he pitches monday if they stick with the the six man you know, with the bullpen game or a Michael Grove game, then that would mean that Kershaw would only have one start left before the all-star break and he'd be slotted in to start the first game after the all-star break. Um, Yeah. So those are things they will probably take into account if they're looking at, if he only has one start left before the all-star, although if he doesn't start, then that bumps everybody up and then his spot would come up again, I guess. So, uh, you know, a lot of things for them to consider, but really, we won't know much until hopefully not long after you're listening to this episode, kershaw will talk with the media and, and give a little bit of an update on how he's feeling and what he felt today um and and hopefully it was just it's hot and it's high and you know i i feel like crap today and, and the fact he only struck out two guys there was a uh one of the outs in that last inning he pitched was hit 105 miles an hour uh you know his it wasn't a classic kershaw game it, it was more of the classic later era Kershaw where he doesn't have his best stuff, but he still gets the job done. It was that kind of classic Kershaw, not dominant classic Kershaw. Uh, So the fact that he faced 18 batters and got 18 outs is is pretty darn impressive. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, we're going to come back in a minute. We're going to talk about Max Muncy coming back from the injured list and the decision the Dodgers made to uh, have Michael Bush be the casualty of that roster move. So thanks again for making locked on Dodgers your first listen and please keep it locked on Dodgers. We have returned and so has Max Muncy. Uh, We want to thank you again for making locked on Dodgers your first listen. We also want to remind you, you can check out the radio hometown radio broadcast of every Dodger game live on Sirius XM or the SXM app. Just launch the SXM app and search for Dodgers. And, uh, yeah, Muncie came back from the injured list. Uh, he, he walked his first time up, walked and scored, didn't do anything the rest of the game. He did. He was a casualty of Doug Eddings two different times. He should have been in a three and one count. Instead, Doug Eddings put him in a two and two count because Doug Eddings is a really bad umpire. Uh, this doesn't count as my one more time this year that I'm allowed to complain about the umpires because it's just a casual mention. Um, but yeah, Doug Eddings sucks. Uh, but anyway, Muncie came back and that meant that the Dodgers had to send somebody down. And that person ended up being Michael Bush, who uh, in a way it made a lot of sense because Michael Bush was Max Muncie's replacement. He was playing third base in Muncie's place. Uh, I did say the other day, I thought it might be Yanni Hernandez because I don't think he's really much of a major leaguer and hasn't played in the two games he's been on the roster now. Uh, all All those things, all those reasons why it might have made sense but in the end it did end up being michael bush were you surprised about that vince
1: i not fully surprised in the just because like chris taylor's hurt right now and they need somebody that can play shortstop i was a little disappointed that it went that way just because i feel like michael bush is having better at bats and hitting the ball harder you know having i mean even better than 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 vargas so you look at the roster now, Miguel Rojas can play shortstop, Mookie Betts can play shortstop, but that's all that can play shortstop. So you kind of needed to keep Yanni just in case. And I understand it. I do think, you know, with the Luca maybe hasn't really shown too much or they haven't been giving him as many opportunities as, as possible. So I thought maybe Bush could have stayed up, but uh yeah, I think it was just a casualty of the situation for Bush, which kind of sucks, but I, you know, Like, again, we we keep talking about Vargas and we keep talking about that situation. And I don't know how much longer the leash is for Vargas in the sense of, you know, that Bush can be a guy that can come up and play. And Bush has looked good at, I mean, relatively good at third base. You know, he's made the plays that he's needed to, which would mean that he probably would do the same at second base.
0: Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, I, I was talking with a friend of mine the other day about how, I feel like we maybe didn't give uh, my friend Andre. Andre made this point to me. Maybe we didn't give Bush enough credit for being as good an athlete as he is. You know, we think about we, maybe we should have because we know he's drafted as a first baseman, and the Dodgers immediately moved him to second base, which means the Dodgers' first thought was, "You're too athletic to play first base. You you've got potential to be play somewhere else." And uh, he's got some speed. He's you know he's agile. He's he's a really good athlete, and so I, I've been impressed by that. Um, to,
1: to our credit we have to look at based on all the other reports. So yeah. So that that's their fault, not ours.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Blame. Uh, I don't know who, who we're blaming. Whoever but, you. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, he, he's a very good athlete. Honestly, I feel like this has as much to do with Bush's development as anything. It's like with Muncie coming back, it, it seems like on the days that Vargas isn't playing, it's going to be Mookie Betts at second base. And so Bush wasn't going to get playing time immediately in the big leagues. and so. Uh, send him down to the minors where he can play every day. You know, that's probably best for his development. Uh, you can only sit on the bench for so long. And, uh, but yeah, I do think that there's some sort of decision coming up on Miguel Vargas, whether it is, hey, why don't you go? Yeah. And I talked about this the other day go back to triple A, get your confidence back, get your swing back, and remember that you're a freaking good hitter. And so get that guy back and, and then come back up to the big leagues. Um, I, I don't know if that's coming because uh, again, Vargas, you know, sitting on the bench. It seems like this must be a temporary plan. If they didn't send him down, this must be a, all right, let's get him kind of a mental reset. They tried it with Cody Bellinger last year, but sometimes these things actually do work. You know, Bellinger's not the best case study. Um, but you know, maybe this will work for Vargas and, you know, working with the hitting coaches without the pressure of playing in a game, just figure out your hitting stuff. I assume he'll be in the lineup today against Kyle Freeland. I think they'll have to go right-handed heavy, which probably means we see, you know, Vargas and Johnny DeLuca in in the lineup. Um, And, and we go from there. Uh, Yeah. It's maybe we see, it's hard to see an instance where we'd see Yanni Hernandez in the lineup. Not sure what would have to happen there. Um, But uh, which I, I I don't know. Uh, We, we have They
1: gave Rojas a day off and you get what you get at short.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. But Rojas days off should be Mookie, you know, but, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, Uh, it is what it is. And I hate that phrase, but I just said it. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, when it comes down right now, you know, the Dodgers are going to have to make these decisions soon on are we playing to win this season? Are we playing for development and have to make, like, actual decisions? Like Michael Bush being on the roster, you know, he's a better bat than Yanni Hernandez right now. And obviously it's a shortstop thing, but, You don't really carry more than two shortstops normally, anyways. The Dodgers have just been able to do that the last few years because they have guys that play multiple positions. But if you know you have Rojas and Mookie Betts as your two shortstops, you're fine, you'd be able to handle it. So, you know, yeah, Michael Bush might come up and might not play every day, but he's a better option than Yanni Hernandez. You're playing for a division, you're playing for whatever, but again, some of those questions might get fixed or answered with the deadline. So, I think that might be the case of just like okay we're gonna push it through and see how long we can get into this next month see what ends up happening and if not you know what you know if chris once chris Taylor comes back then obviously there'll be a one less spot but once that's all done they're gonna have to make decisions okay like we're gonna have these guys up and they're probably not gonna play much and they might you know play start once or twice a week and come off the bench but we need them to in order to be good the rest of the season Yeah,
0: and there's no way Yoni Hernandez survives when Chris Taylor comes back, uh, if that's this weekend, you know. So I think that does it for us for today. Uh, You have any final thoughts, Vince?
1: Last night's win was one of those 2017-2020 wins where it's just like a business-like get the job done and go home.
0: Yep, yeah, which, you know, in Colorado, good, do that, you know, let's get out of that stupid crap hole as quick as we can. So, yeah. That'll do it for us. We want to thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first lesson every weekday morning. Want to remind you, you can check out the Dodgers local radio broadcast live every game on Sirius XM or the SXM app. Just launch the app and search for Dodgers. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Be sure to subscribe in all of those places. You can be an everyday. We love our everydayers. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked on Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Since 91 I am on Twitter at Snydog, and the DMs are open in all of those places. Our email address is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. And our phone number for voicemails or text messages is 323-863-LOCK, 5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers, And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: Have a good one.